welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. We are continuing our series with Follow the Prompt. And uh, as we've said in week one and week two, I'm going to actually read from the Bible and show you how God speaks to me while I'm reading the Bible. And he does the same for you. He will if he hasn't already. And some of you are wondering, like, how does the Holy Spirit speak? So in just a couple of moments, I'm going to show you that and do that. Um, I do want to say that I'm combining sources. I've got Lauren Cunningham for today's sermon. He's the founder of YWAM and, and did a great teaching on hearing the voice of God. And so I'm using some of his stuff. And of course, also from my friend Mark Batterson from his book, Whisper. Um, so we're going to be talking about following the prompt and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And just one little bit of review here. I want to be very clear that we believe that we are led by the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, that the Holy Spirit gives us prompts and, and guidance and leads us today. Romans 8, 14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And that verb led, like we said in week one, is the present tense. It implies an ongoing, regular pattern uh, of activity in the lives of the believer. It's ongoing, it's regular, it's pattern, it's very real. And, and if you will, I, we're playing follow the leader with whatever the Holy Spirit's saying, we're just playing follow the leader and he will lead and guide us. And that's what we're praying for as we follow Jesus, as we follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Now. I have a bunch of points here, and, and the staff was like, I don't even think you can get through them all today, uh, but I'm going to go for it. I've got a bunch, and I'm going to fly through. It's a teaching, and some of you are going to want to take notes of this. You're going to want to watch this again, and it's, it's, it's a breakthrough moment for us to be able to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. And the first thing I want to say to you is it's not complicated. We've overcomplicated this listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. By a show of hands in this room, now if you're watching online or, and at all the other campuses, I want you to do this, but if you're watching online, this will be hard for you to, to see, but by a show of hands in this room where I'm at and at all the campuses, if you have heard the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you have recognized the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you've heard that, whether it's in the Word of God or something that you are prompted and you know it was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you say, yes, I've heard. Now go ahead, raise your hand. Now in this room, I'm looking around, that is at least two-thirds, maybe three-fourths, okay? So people are like, okay. So it's, it's, it's not that complicated, it's very real for the life of the believer. Now, some people say, not the church I came from. You know, not the way I was raised. This is, this is really out there. No, this is how followers of Jesus Christ should be led by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the prompts of the Holy Spirit. So it's not that complicated. And I want to have you just rest in this. It requires submitting to God. It just requires a posture that really says, okay, Whatever you say, I'm willing to do. Whatever you say, I, I, I'll obey. I, I'm submitting to you, Lord, as you lead me by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to submit to you. Now, I will tell you, sometimes and many times, many times, he will ask you to step outside your comfort zone. He just will. He'll ask you to step outside the comfort zone, go talk to that person, give this, do that. And you're like, see, that's why I don't listen. I don't want to step outside my comfort zone. No, you do. You do. You want to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
I think about in Acts chapter 9, uh, there's a man by the name of Saul. He's persecuting people in the church. He's killing people in the church. God uh, stops him in his tracks, blinds him, and says, you are no longer going to do this. You are, you are chosen. This is, you're, you've been doing wrong, and you're chosen. And he speaks to a man by the name of Ananias, and he says, Ananias, I want you to go, and, and I want you to go and pray for this man. I want you to go and pray for this. So outside the comfort zone, and I'll read it for you. In Acts chapter 9, verse 10, it says, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he said, Here am I, Lord. That was his first response. As the Lord speaking to him, he's like, Here am I, Lord. I'm submitted to whatever you want to speak to me, and that's the posture that we should have. And then the Lord tells him what he has to do, and Ananias like, Are you sure? Are you, are you, are you sure? He's asked for clarification, and God's like, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I'll go do it. But his posture was, I'm submitted to you. The other thing that if you're going to hear to hear the, the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's not that complicated, and you're going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more as you resist the enemy, as you stay away from the enemy of your soul. We have an enemy, the devil, that wants to keep us from hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the sins of this world cloud those things out. If you just finished our 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, you probably noticed that as you said no to food, as you said no to social media, as you took things out of your life, because of that, it, it was like a, a greater pipeline to hearing the things of God. There was a greater sensitivity to hearing the things of God. Another thing about this is you need to expect him to speak. You just need to have this posture. It's not that complicated. You're just expecting him to speak to you. When I look through the book of Acts, I just see the Holy Spirit speaking like to Ananias and then to Peter and Cornelius in chapter 10. I see the Holy Spirit speaking to the church in Acts chapter 15, separate from me, Paul and Bar You see, there's all these things going on and it's boom, boom. And they're just anticipating. They're looking forward to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. So I just pray that you'll change your posture and you'll lean in for this. You'll lean in for this and say, I desire to hear from the Holy Spirit. Secondly, um, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you the way that he wants to speak to you. Okay? Um, we're all very different. Um, some of us, the Holy Spirit speaks while we're praying. And it's just, boom, boom, thoughts come in, thoughts come in. And it just, you're, you're not thinking, you're just like, where'd that come from? Sometimes when I'm preaching, I will get a thought from the Holy Spirit. It has to be. It's something that I didn't even plan or study, and I'll say it in the sermon. Usually those moments are, are typically pretty powerful, and afterwards people are like, that was the highlight. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't even in my notes. It was the Holy Spirit just dropping that in right there, you know? There, it, it happens like that. Sometimes it happens when you study your Bible. Sometimes it, um, people that I know, that I've talked to, have said they've audibly heard the voice of the Lord. Um, I, that's never happened to me. It seems to be very rare. Some people pray for that. I don't. I'm like, all right. Just still small voice. I'm good with that, all right? Um, some people, God speaks to us with the dreams. Some, it's, it's a vision where God gives them something that they see, um, I think about the Macedonian vision that Paul had in Acts chapter 16, verse 9. It says, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help him. The Holy Spirit speaking to him in this vision that he had. Um, I remember being in, in Turkey with one of our missionaries. This is not like a story of a story of a story, but I was there. I was there with one of our missionaries in Turkey, 
and he just said, let's just ask God to lead us to the people today. He's going to show us the people. He's going to lead and guide us to the exact people that we're supposed to talk to today. It was just, it was that clear. It was, it was just, we're going to ask. And he said, I think the Holy Spirit's saying for us to go talk to this guy. All right, I'm following. If you're hearing, I'm following. I'm alongside of you. Do you understand? Led that clear. One of our missionaries was sitting in a home of a man. And he said, why does that picture stand out on the wall? And the guy said, oh, no, no, that's not a problem. Don't talk about that picture. And so he's having dinner with him. He says, why does that picture keep standing out on the wall? Why does it stand out? And the guy starts crying. And he says, I feel so guilty. He goes, that's the man that owned this home. My father killed him and we took this home and I feel guilty. So I've left that up there all these years. And he said, the Holy Spirit wants you to know that you can be forgiven of your sins. He wants you to know. I mean, imagine that the Holy Spirit, this is not a story of a story. This is a firsthand account from me to me from a missionary that I talked to that we support. This happened. The, the Holy Spirit speaks to us sometimes in pictures. My father-in-law, uh, he would have pictures that he would, because, and he loved to paint. And the Holy Spirit say, there's a picture here. Also, one of our elders this Saturday morning uh, came over to our house and said, I have a picture. As I was praying for you, I saw a picture of this. And he had something drawn in his journal. And he showed it to, I mean, he's like, it was a picture. The Holy Spirit speaks in this way. The other day I was having breakfast at one of my favorite breakfast places, Jensen's, and um, praise God, the, the, the syrup there is anointed, I'm just saying. <laughs> and as I'm there, uh, one of the servers comes by and says, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you. Okay, not the server, take care of my son and I. And, and, and it was, so, okay, great. And so I went and found her, I said, what? She said, I just was walking by her table not even take care of you today. And the Holy Spirit said, keep it simple, stay with the basics. I don't know what that means, but I'm just telling you, I'm just following this problem. Keep it simple, stay with the basics. So that morning, I was taking my son Connor out. It was the day of his wedding. And I was thinking, I really need a new wedding message. It's Connor's wedding. And, and then I was struggling, but I really think that the family and everybody needs to hear this one that I've always done, a basic one, but it seems so basic, Lord. I think I'd really like to do something really new and impressive and good for Connor's wedding, you know? And then in the middle of the syrup, I get, you know, hey, okay? And she just, and here's what she did. She said, I don't know what, that, I've delivered it and I'm done, which is interesting because my mom always says that. My mom hears from the Holy Spirit in that same way. And, and she was like, like, Lord, do I have to follow up on these people that I'm sharing these prompts with? Like, do I have to check in on them? And the Lord says, no, you're just the mailman. You're just the mailman. Just deliver. The, like, and, and really, the Holy Spirit said, does the mailman come to your house and go, did you return that offer? Did you fill out that form? Because I delivered it to you, you know. So she said, I just deliver the mail, and then I move on, all right? All right. So it's interesting how these things happen. And, and, and with the word of God, the, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And Henry Blackaby said this, we miss God because we expect one way and he directs another. Okay? So we're gonna hear differently. And studies have shown, this is interesting, we hear differently, like even our human ear hears differently. So I can't help but think that our spirits uh, will hear differently from the Holy Spirit because he'll use different ways to speak to us. But did you know that they've proven now that uh, American ears, French ears, British ears, all, they hear at different frequencies. This is not, this is for real. 
And the, the American ear hears at 750 hertz to 3,000 hertz. The French ear is 1,000 to 2,000 hertz. And the British ear is 2,000 hertz to 12,000. They have a much broader range. They, we actually hear differently depending on where we're located. So I believe that God can speak to different congregations, different people, and he speaks to us. Now, I wanna show this to you, um, and I did it before, and I'll do it again with the, the Bible, and I asked my staff to pick something out from the word of God, and I said, I just wanna read it and just let the Holy Spirit speak to me while we're doing this, and I, and I said, um, I'm gonna read this chapter, you guys pick it. I said, don't pick Leviticus, okay? You don't do, <laughs> don't do that, you know, all right, so but the Lord could speak in Leviticus too, he does. All right, but I said, do this right here, and um, um, let me go ahead and read this, and, 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 and read this chapter. Um, and they picked out 1 Timothy chapter four, and as I just started reading this, it says, the Spirit clearly says, in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Uh, such teaching come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as a hot iron, they forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods. Uh, and then it goes here, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. And then it says, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you'll be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of faith and the good teaching that you followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Okay, um, now this could just be like, where we're living right now, but that just jumped out to me. You know, I've already read six verses, and that one just jumped out at me in verse seven, um, and I just feel like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. That's why I told you not to watch the news as much during the past month and a half, because you'd have got sucked down that road, and you'd have neglected the godliness. So he's just confirming to me that's why he told me that. And then he says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And then as I'm reading this, um, I, well, let me read verse 12. This just bumps, jumps out to me off the page. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And that jumps out to me right now as I'm reading the Word of God, and I just feel the Holy Spirit wanting me to encourage our band and our worship team, and I just want to say that I love them, I, I affirm them, and I see their youth on that stage, and I affirm it, and I, and I want to say that in the same way that you've been anointed, I just feel the Holy Spirit, as I read that word, he wants me to encourage you to be the example, though, in your conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity, and it's just an encouraging word, and it's interesting. Okay, that's how the Holy Spirit's speaking to me as I'm reading that, and he's using things that were that was from a month ago. He's using something that was in my like agitation before service. And he's, as I'm reading the word of God, it's jumping out and it's jumping off the page of me. It's not just my own thoughts. These are things that the Holy Spirit is giving me thoughts. And I see some people in the room here, you're like nodding your head and others are like, I thought I heard the voice of God while I was reading, okay? And you have been. I want you to know that we, we believe that that's how God speaks to us and he causes things to jump off the word because it's alive and it's active. So many of the men in our church have been a part of a ministry and a life group called Promise Principle. It's really what our men's ministry does. And um, they, if, if you text the word promise to 94,000, 
it'll actually take you to their page where they show you how to hear the voice of God. And you're actually reading the word of God and having it jump out. And um, I just want to say, Derek Blumberg and my brother Rick Ketterling, um, they set as a goal to have 500 men from Apple Valley Campus going to Promise Principal. They're at 490 men that have gone through this. Ten more to go. Yeah. Because, see, you say, like, okay, well, he spoke to you because you're a pastor, okay? No, he speaks to all of us because we're his children. He speaks to all of us. And it should be normal, and it should be something that everybody can hear. And some of the ladies are like, what about us? I heard there's a Promise Principle group starting soon. All right. And uh, no, really, God is speaking to us. Okay, so let him speak to us the way that he wants to speak and follow those things that he prompts to you and causes you to do. All right? Three, all right? This is why they said you're never going to get through all these, all right? As you're trying to hear from the Holy Spirit, ask yourself, does it line up with his word? Does it like, you're like, hey, I, people come to me like, Pastor Rob, the Lord spoke to me. I'm like, really, what did he speak? He said, I'm supposed to divorce my wife and marry the neighbor. Eh, no, he didn't tell you that. <laughs> but I have peace. I have the peace on me. No, nope, you don't have peace. You don't have peace. That's deception. You have peace if you do drugs too, but you're not going to do that either. All right, you know. All right. Seriously, people say, well, God spoke to me. I'm not supposed to be part of a church. Nope, nope, he didn't. It, it contradicts his word. Okay, so as the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, it's going to line up with his word. Uh, I love what the promise principle says. It says, if you're uncertain about something you feel the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, go to one of your leaders. Go to one of those people that is further along in the faith and be able, because a lot of times people are like, well, I think he's speaking to me. I think he's speaking to me. I think, he, you know, and, 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 and there's a deception sometimes. Sometimes we just have, like the Bible says, itching ears, and we want to hear things, and we want to look for a scripture that will validate anything we want to do. But we want to look, does it line up with his word? Number four, does it line up with the names of God? When God speaks to you and he tells you to do something or you feel a prompt, does that line up with even his names as he's revealed himself? Counselor, comforter, almighty God, teacher, giver of life, healer, deliverer. Do you understand? The, the thoughts and the prompts that come from God align with his names and, and they're in, they, they align with that. The thoughts from the enemy align with his names, accuser, adversary, father of lies, thief. Do you understand the, the wrong thoughts from the enemy bring condemnation, despair, rejection, fear, doubt, unbelief, but God's thoughts align with his names and his character. Another thought about, is it God that I'm hearing in this prompt? Does it take you closer or further away from God? The things of God, the prompts of God draw you closer. I'll give you another thing about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, get your own leading and then watch how God will many times confirm it with other people speaking into your life, okay? A lot of you are like, God, if that's you, somebody else needs to tell me something. Or you might hear that, like, some people might hear this. You say, like, oh, Pastor Rob's mom, she really moves in this. Like, so you go up to her, and you're like, you got anything for me? And she'll usually say, not a thing. Get your own, all right? All right? But some of you are like, oh, I, I prayed with the prayer team member, and they, 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 they're like tuned in. And no, God doesn't want them to be your source. God wants the Holy Spirit to be your source. Do you understand? Okay, so now you're going to get your own leading, and then God will speak to you other things. Like God spoke to Saul, and then he spoke to Ananias, 
And then he reconfirmed it in his life. Do you understand? It was first to one and then to another. And that you see how that happens. And I'm just telling you that, that this is how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He will speak to other people. And sometimes, I will tell you this, he will speak to others before he speaks to you. Maybe he's just got to get them ready or something. Okay, I'll give you a case in point. Um, Becca, my wife Becca, before she, um, there was just a transformation moment in her life where God said, you're going to lead women's ministry, you're gonna do a conference, uh, I've, I'm, I'm calling you to do this. You gotta understand, Becca was probably one of the shyest people I knew, okay? And we, she was like, don't ever put me on the stage, don't ever have me talk to people, I'm not, somebody else can run the ladies' ministry, like, please, 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 I'm an accountant and I love my cubicle, please, 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 all right, okay? So we are at a conference, and while we're there, the Holy Spirit speaks to her, and, and the, uh, Anna Hayford was preaching, and the Holy Spirit said, do you see her up there? I want you up in front of the women. And Becca said, no. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, you need to do that. You need to do that, and you will do this. You will stand in front of the ladies, and you'll do it afraid, or you, I just want you to be obedient, even if you have to do it afraid. And she's like, no. Oh, oh no, and she gets done and she's crying. And while we're at the conference, uh, Heidi Pastine comes over to her and says, hey, um, I have a word that God gave me like a couple months ago for you. And he told me I couldn't share it. And then right now he just told me to tell you, and, and you're supposed to lead women's ministry and you're gonna have a conference and you're gonna be out in front of people. And Becca's like, no, <laughs> like now, like the Lord's telling other people, you know. <laughs> But now you look and you see where God has taken her and what God has done with Sparkle and what God has done with our sisterhood and all the things, you understand? And I wanna give something more relevant too that, that is so clear. This past weekend, and I won't divulge anybody's confidentiality on this, but um, one of our elders just gave me an update on this. And, um, there was a worship night at one of our campuses so people from a different campus, follow with me, went to that campus for worship night. Not their home campus. They were over there getting extra worship. While they were at this campus, from this campus, a campus pastor from this campus came up to them, did not know their situation, and gave them a prophetic word and spoke into their life exactly what they needed here. Had no idea what God was doing in their life. So we have three different campuses at, in, at work a campus pastor from one, couple from one, add another one, and God, do you understand? That's the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to people, and then that campus pastor had to follow that prompt and go up and be obedient to that and be able to do that. That's how the church moves forward, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's something that this couple had been praying about with, the, and I don't even know what it is. I, they, I didn't get that detail, but they had been praying with this other couple about that. So it's something that God was already working on. And then do you see that? That's the power of the Holy Spirit at work where people are following the prompt. And they're, so God's working, someone else comes along, confirms it, and then it moves the kingdom of God forward. I've already referenced it, but consulting the body and the church. If you're wondering if you're hearing from God, you're gonna consult the body, the church. You're gonna ask them, like, is this something that the church, does it, does it make sense? Like, a lot of times people that are wondering if they're part of the 500, if they're part of the missionaries, they'll say, I feel this call. Does that align? Do you feel that? Like, you know, how does that, does that make sense to you? 
Sometimes they'll come and they'll be like, it just makes no sense. I mean, I do this for a living and, and I think God wants me to be part of the 500 and little do they know that we know somebody over here that needs that exact skill set. And, and yes, we confirm that. Sometimes we'll say like, you know what? We need to see a, a longer track record because we're about to send you to the other side of the world. And so, yes, we believe God's speaking to you. Will you trust us on the timing of that as your spiritual leaders? But we're bringing things that we hear from God and we're saying we're gonna bring this there. Now, I wanna jump to this one and I wanna be very clear. I, wanna, I might spend more time here than I thought. We never use the counterfeit. We never use the counterfeit to get direction moving forward. What do I mean by that? The Bible is very clear that we are not to use Ouija boards, horoscopes, seances, fortune tellers, astrology, okay? That's very clear. We don't use the counterfeit I'll just read a couple scriptures and somebody needs to hear this because you've been dabbling over there and you need to know that you need to, I believe you need to even go for prayer with a prayer team member and say, I've been dabbling over here in the counterfeit. I need to hear the spirit of God. You probably need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and just hear the spirit of God and not go for counterfeits. Leviticus 20 verse six says, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them and I will cut them off from their people. This is what God was saying to the Israelites years ago. In, in Leviticus 19, 26, he told them, do not practice divination or seek omens. There is one king by the name of Manasseh in Jerusalem and it says he was a bad king. Why was he a bad king? Second Kings chapter 21 or Chapter 21, verse 5 and 6. In, in the two courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire. He practiced divination. He sought omens and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, arousing his anger. So all throughout the Old Testament, we see that God is saying, we're not using counterfeits. We're not using counterfeits. In the book of Acts, we see that there was a counterfeit with Simon the sorcerer. There were other people that were even making money off of a girl that was demon-possessed that would tell the future. And when the apostles cast the demon out of her, the people are upset because they lost their money-making from this girl with a false spirit. Okay, so there's no going down that road. No going down, and we are forbidden from going there. Here's the deal. It's either the Holy Spirit speaking to you or you're living with the silence. But we are not going to other spirits. The Holy Spirit's gonna speak to us or we'll wait patiently in the silence. We'll keep reading the word for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, but we never are going to any other spirits. It's very clear. And I know that this generation, you were dabbling around and you think you can add a little bit to it and you can add a little dab of this and a little dab of this. You got some syncretism going on and you're gonna, I'm gonna do a little Hindu in this and I'm gonna, you know, no, you're not. No, you're not. We're gonna stay tuned into the Holy Spirit and we're not gonna add false things into this because we're, this is God, God has more than enough power to break through to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to realize as you're hearing the voice of God, it becomes easier over time. I'll let you, if you want the homework of this, if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, Samuel doesn't even know the voice of God. He's like, Eli, is that you? Eli's like, it's not me. He's like, Eli, is that you? It's not me. Hey, that's God. He's tuning in. 
That's 1 Samuel chapter 3. By 1 Samuel chapter 8, he is hearing with incredible precision. Incredible precision. So it gets easier over time, uh, much like a, a marriage. Like, like when you first get married, you know, you don't know what the other person is thinking, and you're like, okay, but after a while, how many know that like when Becca and I go and check in at a hotel, we know. I know I'm doing this, this, this. How many know when we get home, I know she does this, 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 I do that, that, that. How many know, you're like, you, you just, you know, because you've been around and you understand what they're thinking. And so as you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it will get easier over time. And the one thing I do wanna warn you on is be very careful with your thus saith the Lord's and using the God card, okay? Some people say, the Lord told me, you're sitting in my seat, move, yeah. <laughs> The Lord told me, you're supposed to, you know, the Lord told me, okay. I, I, when I was young in ministry, people did that a lot. Now that I'm older, they don't do it as much. But man, when I first started this church, it was like every other week, the Lord told me you're supposed to hire me and pay me this. I'm like, really? Because we have no money. All right, you know, like, <laughs> the people come in, the Lord told me you're supposed to sing this song. Well, we don't know that song. Never heard of it. I wrote it. Okay, you know, you're like, you're like, it's just like, like, thus saith the Lord, you know? And you're like, oh boy, you know, and the longer I've listened to the voice of the Lord, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. But be very careful with that. I think it's very appropriate. Remember, we're dealing with the supernatural and hearing the voice of God. I, I love the posture that the server took that at, at, at Jensen's. She's just like, hey, I, I, just passing on what I feel God spoke to me. Take it, run with it. I'm good. All right, she didn't come over. Thus saith the Lord, you know, here's what you're supposed to do. Not waffles, pancake. You know, she didn't do that, all right? She didn't do that. All right, so be very careful because it just, it's a spiritual, sometimes use it as, people use it as a spiritual trump card. You can't top this. Thus saith the Lord, no arguing. You know, so, um, oh boy, I see the staff was right. I wouldn't get through it all. I'll give you two quick things. Consider the outcome. Does it glorify God? Because his prompts glorify him. Consider the outcome, okay? If God prompts you, it's probably gonna involve your head, your heart, your hands, your feet, your wallet. If God prompts you, and just consider the outcome, follow that. I mean, there's no greater joy than obeying the prompts of God, watching what he does through you. I mean, really. I would tell you this, write down the prompts that he gives you and keep track, because the enemy wants to snatch it away. You didn't hear, you didn't hear even when uh, one of our elders shared that with me Saturday morning, he written down in his journal, it was right there. I said, can I have a copy of that? He said, why don't I type it up for you? I'll type it up, make it a little neater. But he had a journal and a record of how God was speaking to him with those prompts. And then remember this, relationship is the most important reason. We're not, we're not wanting to hear from the Holy Spirit just to get out of trouble. Like, Lord, I'll just ignore you until I need something, and then I want to hear from you. No, I want to hear from you every step of the way, every day. I want to know as much as you want to break in on me, what I should do, how I should serve, what I should give, who I should talk to. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit can lead and guide you so detailed. And I'm praying that we would have this desire to be in relationship with God instead of just like, God, get me out of trouble. Give me through the hard parts. No, God's like, hear my spirit speak to you and we'll draw closer. You'll draw closer to me and we'll be in greater relationship. So Lord, I just pray right now that you'd help us to hear you speak to us. You're gonna speak to us. 
I pray that we would not make it so complicated, but we'd eagerly desire this and we'd lean in and anticipate this. Lord, I pray that you'd speak using all the different ways that you wanna use, using all those different ways, but speak to us. We thank you for that. We thank you for the ability to be led by the Spirit and we just commit right now saying we will follow the leader. We will follow the leader. Lead and guide us into the truth. Lead and guide us into the right situations. Lead and guide us into places that we may not go on our own, but we'd follow you and be led by you. So lead and guide us. We will play follow the leader, Holy Spirit. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.